Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Pretty Bride, and I'd like to thank you for supporting Illinois. If you'd like to further support Illinois' media and what we do for the culture, here are a few ways that we can use your help. First, you can follow us on social media, download the Illinois app, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Illinois with a Z. You can also buy merchandise, or you can lend us a helping hand by donating a one-time or a monthly contribution. To donate, just visit Illinois.co backslash donate. That's I-L-L-A-N-O-I-Z-E dot co backslash donate. We thank you for supporting everything we do because without no you, there is no us. Yeah, man. I understand that we're getting trapping all day. I understand that we've been robbing all day. But one part of the day, you got to cut on Illinois Radio. You're now tuned in with Illinois Radio with your host, Biko, Illinois Jones, and Pretty Riot. Turn your radios up and spread the noise. As always, we bring you guys the illest guests from around the city and globe. And today, we got the homie Scott Riley in the building. Yo, 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 yo. What's up? What's up, family? What's going on? How you doing, big dog? I'm good, man. You know, living life and loving it. Be the flow, be the flow. Yeah, so we're going to get into, flow. look, it, it, it's Mental Health Awareness Month, right? Correct, correct. So we got you up here for that, but you got a history, man, I mean, in these Chi-Town streets, on these Chi-Town courts, man. A little long, a little long in the tooth, you know. Are you 90, what, 90s basketball men of the mid-year millennium lifetime you know, achievements awards you know, on the court, you know, man? What's going to, on? I used to know how to put in the bucket, man, you know, a little something, something. Where you play at, man? Oh, man, uh, like, I started, I played my high school ball at St. Patrick for legendary uh, high school uh, Hall of Fame coach Max Curlin. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was dope, man. He was a great guy. You know, he was one who kind of held me accountable, you know, keep the fundamentals, keep keep the game simple. Mm-hmm. You right. know, but then I ended up playing uh, my college ball at Lewis University where I played for uh, Jim Weitzel, who's not a head coach at Buffalo University. So, you know, Lewis was dope, man. I played with a bunch of dope guys. Uh, so, great like, experience, I, you know. So, so, so from the city when you was in high school, who was you balling with? Oh, man, I came out with a, a hell of a class, man. It was the same year, like Antoine Walker, Donovan McNabb, those guys. Uh, who who else, man? It was so many. I mean, it was, you know. Donovan it, McNabb, who I heard, yeah. I see him. Hey, he uh, looked hey, like hey, he could hey, hoop hey, the hey, height. Hey, hey, man, Donovan was thick, and he <laughs> was like, man, listen, one of the strongest dudes I ever played against, like hands down. Like, like on the court, not oh, on the yeah, field. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. That's one, that's one regret I have in life. I never played high school football. Okay. But. But on the hoop game, Donovan can hoop. Like, it wasn't no, like, he wasn't just no role player. Like, Donovan gave him work out there. Like, like he, he was hacking. He looked like I a hack. I mean, no, he, you know, that was like, like, Donovan had a game. I can't even front, man. He did his thing. But, you know, like, Michael Herman, uh, you know, he was doing his thing at Western House at the time. Um, man, so many ballers, dog. I mean, I don't even know what, you know, just so many, you know. What about in college? Like, when you was at. Oh, man, we, we played in the best, uh, you know, Lewis University's Division II basketball, but it was the uh, best, it's the Great Lakes Valley Conference, which was ranked the number one Division II uh, basketball conference in America. And it was a lot of Division I transfers, JUCO transfers, uh, just guys who academically probably, you know, should be playing Division One, but didn't, you know, couldn't, you know, either qualified and just weren't happy where they were or didn't qualify. Qualified, ended up playing at a Division Two spot, but Lewis was dope, man. We had we had a lot of talent, some straight ballers, you know, guys who just you know who brought it, you know, every day. So uh, I was blessed to make the NCAA tournament two out of the four years I was there, um, and it was it was fun, man. It was fun, no regrets at all. So like for basketball, like what steered you to that sport? 
because my brother played football and they, you know I didn't want to be like my brother you know he was a dog my brother was a dog in football and basketball my sister was a dog in volleyball and I wanted to find my own way so you know uh, I went to a Catholic grammar school where the only you know they had organized basketball so in fifth grade you know my brother was already hooping so I started hooping with him. My mom and dad afforded us a little hoop in the back, you know, back driveway. Mm-hmm. So we started playing a little one-on-one cousins, you know, all the little cats from the hood. We used to come around and play on our hoop because we was the only one who had one. And that's how I started, man. And uh, probably like fifth grade is when I was like, you know what? I like this. I kind of like this so thing. You, so You was like, what, 12? What is, what is fifth grade? Yeah, I, don't that's know, I, don't I don't know. I can't even remember. I don't even know what I was. Yeah, you know, but no, seriously, man, like, you know, you just, you know, honestly, you really don't know until you know. And I think it was the first time I played against cats in the hood, you know, because, you know, you playing against your, your classmates is one thing. But then when you start going to the Columbus Parks, the Golden Domes, you know, the Garfield Parks, you know, like, you know, you playing against yeah. other cats West in the neighborhoods, side. right. You know, they like, you know, oh, you're a Catholic school boy, you know, let me give you this elbow, how you going to take it, you know, like, come on, man. But that's when things got real, and I was like, you know what, it's time to let's do our thing and let's go. Do, so. do you feel like, you know, hooping at those parks, like Columbus, the Golden Dome, hooping out on the, on the street, do you feel like that helped make, uh, made you better as a player? Oh, man, without a doubt, without a doubt, because that's where the confidence came from. Because, you know, again, like, um, you know, because, again, you you comfortable playing against your boys. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and, and a lot of times you, you're, 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 you're the best out of your little circle you hang in with. But then when you're playing against other cats from different neighborhoods, different blocks, uh, it gets it gets real, but then when you when you walk away like shit, I did my thing, you know you you know like yep, I belong. So I mean, yeah. with me being on the west side, I gotta ask you as well. What was your preferred court to go to? Mine was over by the Golden Dome. Yeah, no um, doubt. But what was your preferred? It's court the Dome to? all day, every day. I mean, the Dome used to have this tournament with like you know the Hoyas, Top Dollars. I don't know if you remember that. You know, they used to just have this league mm-hmm. that was just dope, and it was everybody around the city. It didn't matter if you. It was South Suburbs, South Side, West Side, West Suburbs. Everybody came to the Dome and played in this league. And my homeboy, shout out to Cedric Thomas, he put me on. He was like, man, look, I'm playing in this league, you know, with top dollars, you know, and my boy Kenny Pratt, shout out Pratt. Um, You know, oh, Pratt was a baller too. Shout out to him, man. West Side, K-Town all day. Um, But they put me on this league. And once I got in that league, dog, it was it was crazy. It, like it was crazy because you had like all the top dogs in the city of Chicago playing in this one spot at the Golden Dome, and it was intense. So. A lot of people don't understand how deep the basketball culture is in the city. Oh, like, could you give real. like? Can you explain like the passion and how deep it is here? Listen, I mean. You know, you talk Chicago hoops. I mean, all the way back to the, you know, to the 50s, 60s, 70s, all the ballers that came through this city. You know, New York, you know, they talk, they talk. L.A., think they got their ballers. But ain't no basketball. Chicago is the mecca of basketball, man. Hands down. All the talent that's come through here um, is real. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you. I mean, anybody who try and dispute that, we can go tit for tat with names, careers, stats. I mean, come on now. I mean, I'm talking about even the guys who didn't even make it. Yeah. I mean, guys who had it, who had it and had some struggles along the way, or you know, got injured or whatever their story may be. Yeah. I mean, I'm imagine st- Benji. Remember come Benji? On, man. Uh, I'm talking about straight dogs, guys man. who can ball. So Chicago to me is a mecca, hands down, when it comes to hoops. 
Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Pretty Riot, and I'm sitting pretty starting riots here on Illinois Radio. And before the break, we were chopping it up about Scott and his extensive basketball career. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know what? Honestly, it feels like a lifetime ago, yo. Like, seriously. Like, and to keep it totally transparent, I can't even tell you the last time I shot the rock. Ooh. Like, seriously. It's, shot the rock. It's, it's, wow. it's like, Y'all are it's, old. Yes, we are. Because I yeah. ain't never heard nobody say that. And my mama played basketball in high school, so I didn't heard her refer to basketball oh, as some things. But Give shot the rock. The rock. Oh, I, look, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to just call you old. Hey, no, it's all good. You know, I, hey, I am. 44, and I, you know, I got the little salt and pepper rocket. Y'all see me up in here. You don't look okay. that old, though. But, uh, you know, it's real. You know, it's good genes, baby. You know the black don't yeah, crack. Black don't so crack. You know, mama and daddy did good. You for know? sure, for sure. So I wanted to ask, you know, growing up and playing ball, like, what does that do for a kid growing up in K-Town back in those times? Oh, man, it was the dream. It was the hope of, like, what if, like if, if, you know, if I can make it, you know, cause everybody wanted to go to the league, right? You, once you pick it up, you get a little taste of it. You know, you, man, especially during that era, come, man, y'all know 23, baby. MJ had everybody mm-hmm. dreaming, want to be like Mike, right? right? So of course that, that was the goal. The goal was, man, I want to go to the league. I want to be Mike. But what was it? How hard was it to stay focused with so many distractions oh. because the West Side is known for making money. And there was a lot of that going yeah, on. I mean, the gangs, the drugs. You know what? I had a dope village, man. Like, I, you know, I come from a two-parent home. My mom and pops didn't play. You know, like, they kept it real. Like, street lights come on, get your ass on the porch. You know, like, you know, nope, you can't go on that block. Nope, you can't go on that block. You know, and I I grew up, you know, I had, you know, I had older brother, older sister. I had a ton of cousins. So those are my friends. You know, I really didn't, you know, like we all kicked it at the house, you know. So that that kept us in a, in, in that bubble where, again, you know, they, they protected us as much as they could until we started getting to the point where, like, uh-uh, I'm about to get off this porch. <laughs> you know, it's like, but you was uh, able to still stay focused. I know you yeah, lost some friends that, yeah, yeah, man. Listen, I, I, you know, my boy, you know, shout out to my boy Flip Ford, you know, Sean Deshaun Ford. I mean, that was that was the one first like traumatic, you know, childhood. I can't even say childhood. I probably was like in uh, freshman in high school when it happened. Um, but man, he got he got you know he, he got killed by gun violence, you know, and. Um, it was it was it was traumatizing because this is a guy that I was with all day every day playing ball. You know, a guy that you know um, uh, that we just really embraced. Like you know, because again, we all all my guys I was with, we ended up believe it or not, like coming together and playing in this church league. You know, because again, my family like we went to church together every Sunday. It was a routine. Like you know, we normalized it. Like you wake up, you go to church, come home, watch some uh, Chicago Bear football, and then we sit around the table together as a family and have dinner. Like you know, that that was normal to me. They, my family, my mother and father normalized that for me and my siblings. So when I went over to other people's houses and, and that wasn't the case, I'm like, what's going on? Y'all ain't gonna sit down yeah. together and eat? Like mm-hmm. what, what? So again, when you talk about normalizing behaviors and and just being you know what you think is supposed to be. That's not the case in everybody's world. So, again, when you talk about, you know, growing up on the West Side, it was so many moving parts. Mm-hmm. So many moving parts. I mean, you walk outside, you know, they you know, they selling this on this corner. They selling this on this corner. They selling this on this corner. But you, you walk your ass at the bus stop, get on the bus, you go to school. You know, you go to, go to practice, get back on the bus, 
come home. And the great thing about it during that era, like the hustlers, the gangbangers, they knew. Like, look, those are Catholic school kids. They play ball, you know, leave them alone. And it, it was a cold. Like, you didn't, you know, it wasn't no problems. I never had no beef, you know, like that. Because, again, they saw what was going on. They saw how my family was rocking, how they was raising us. So... That was it. Was all it was all love. Now you know you you were speaking on like behavior. Like how did your friend your friends pass and change and shift your behavior at, at that time? It, it just made everything so much realer because again I knew the environment I was growing up in, but it never affected me. And when you think about just the world in itself, you know nobody really cares about anything until it affects them personally, right? And that's that's what happened. Like when that and when that happened, because it was a block away from my crib. Like I'm like, wait, what? I remember my high school coach had, you know, he had hooked me up with like with a little uh, like summer job or something, you know, to make a couple of extra bucks or something. Me and my boy KB Buford, shout out to KB, it's my dog. Um, and I can remember like somebody either I don't even know what was that was it pages maybe we probably had a page or something. Yeah, you somebody probably had a page. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe I don't, I don't know. Like, like, I don't know what your head like this. Somebody contacted me, yo. I was at work. I remember. I remember being contacted <laughs> at work at the time, man. And I remember crying <laughs> like a baby, man. When my boss ended up letting me go home early and like me and all my guys ended up getting together and it was just it was devastating because I was like I just was with my man the other day I was just with him right and it's, and the crazy thing about it the guy who got him he went to grammar school with so they came up together wow. you know wow but it was just like you know that life you know yeah yeah you know so it's you know that's when things got real for me because again like the, the the norm that I knew growing up in my home, and then you know my homeboy being so you know close to me, being in my home, he's coming in my house all the time, kicking with me all at my mom, sister, brother, they all know him, you know, got love for him, you know. Um, but when he when he got gunned down, that's when I made made it real like man, these streets ain't playing. Right. So, you know, but I was never naive to think that I grew up in a bird like K Town real. Mm-hmm. Like it's real. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's still real. Facts. So, like, when did uh you know when did um you know things set in for you where you was like you know what I want to take on actually helping our community and and making mental awareness more aware to the you know to the, Man, to the that, masses. That recently happened because of my own personal experience. I'm telling y'all, like when you know when you talk about change and transitions, that's when my life changed because again, my whole life, you know, I, you know, I've been an athlete. You know, like. Everybody telling me how great I am, pat me on the back. Oh, great game, man. Man, you, man, boy. Oh, no, you don't got to pay for that. Oh, what? You need help with your paper, baby? Like, you know, life was just good. You know, like, I was chilling. So as a player, things was dope because I had a lane. That was my lane. I was known as a ball player, you know, doing my thing. And even doing that, you know, after that transition, I went right into coaching. So, you know, I'm still walking around, you know, had an identity. You know, I was doing my thing. I was Coach Riley. And I'm not just talking about, like, high school coaching. Like, I got an opportunity to coach big-time basketball right away at the University of North Dakota. Shout-out to Phil Jackson, uh, alumni at University of North Dakota. Uh, but, again, I, then I leave North Dakota. I come back. I'm coaching at Loyola, Chicago. So I'm coaching college ball. I'm, I'm recruiting dogs. You know, one of the first recruits I ever got uh, that I signed was Jerome Beasley. He was the 33rd pick. In the NBA draft. So the first round pick, they took Dwayne Wade, the Miami Heat. Yeah. That second round pick, they took the kid I recruited, Division II, National Division II player of the year, Jerome Beasley. 
So, you know, I'm walking around, like, you know, doing my thing. But when hooping was over, the coaching was over, that's when I became Scott. And believe it or not, that's when the struggle began. Okay. You know, because, again, that you know, you I was – You with yourself. You feel me? Now you got to sit with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, I was good at hooping. I was good at coaching and recruiting. Now I'm just Scott. What am I good at? So, you know what I said? Oh, I'm good at partying. So, again, that's when I started spiraling, you know? Because, again, I, I jumped into that party lifestyle – a lifestyle I could not afford. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, 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 I can't afford that you know lifestyle. What I'm so it was a lot of abusing all type of substances, drinking way too much. Like it was just some dark days, dog. Like some straight up dark days. And again, you know, the home I was born in, like my old man was just a strong dude. Like boys don't cry. You know, mm-hmm. you know, men keep your head up. You know, like you know, you emotions. What? What are those? Mm-hmm. So again, when I'm going through these times. Who am I going who, who to talk to about my feelings? Who you going to vent to? Right. So, so what was that What was that bottom, that darkest moment that yeah, you that, was like, shit got to change? Yeah, that tipping point. Ooh, when I had a daughter. And I'm talking about, so now we, we in 2021, it really didn't hit me until 2016 when I became, when I knew I was about to become a father. I literally was like 50, 60 pounds overweight. Man, if I showed y'all this picture on my phone, my face like this big, stomach out here, you know what I'm saying? And I woke up one day and I looked myself in the mirror and I broke down crying. Cause I, I didn't, I, I'm like, dude, I'm a, I'm a newlywed, I'm a new father. Why am I not happy? Like, why am I not happy? I supposed to be happy, right? Right. I wasn't, I, I literally cried for like 30 minutes in the, in the mirror by myself. I let it out because I was carrying all this like I'm good. Yeah, I'm Scott Riley, you know, walking around, you know, big freeze. Yep. Nope. I was dying inside, dog. Dying. Let when you get. Oh, go ahead, sis. Okay, great. Because I really. <laughs> so, okay. So it sounds like at that moment, that's when you started your self love journey. Yes. So, other than crying in the mirror for 30 minutes, like, what does that look like for men? Because self love for women looks a lot different from self love for men, especially. What you just saying, like you grew up with the with the household of of love. Don't uh, you grew up with love, but you grew up with that mentality of boys don't cry. Right, so you right. know that's a that's a that's a battle for real. So like, how, how what does self love look like for you, and what did it look like for you on that journey? Honestly, it became um, I had to start loving myself, and and, I, and then it became a checklist. Like, what do I start with? Like, what's the first thing I need to do? And honestly, that day after looking in the mirror, I grabbed my gym bag. Because I, you know, I, I went back to knowing what I what I do. Like, you know, I didn't go to the gym and start hooping, but at the at the time, I had a member at Export, and I remember just going there, getting on the treadmill. My big, ass, I couldn't even run. I'm walking on that bad boy, huffing and puffing, <laughs> like yo, you know what I'm saying? And I used to be a hooper. I'm talking about jumping out the gym. Ask him, ask him in the hood. Like I used to jump on the gym, put dudes in the basket, boom, quick, come on. <laughs> I could man, I'm huffing and puffing on that treadmill, but I knew, I knew this is where the journey began. And I'm telling y'all, that same day when I went to the weight bench, you know, I'm like, okay, I gotta get some press in. I swear a light switch flicked. You had your come to Jesus moment. I'm trying to tell you, I'm getting chill bumps right now. And I swear that's when I was like, be the flow. I mm. swear, be the flow movement was created right there in that moment. And I knew. I wasn't the only one feeling the way I was feeling. Mm. 
I knew it was other people out here, you know, struggling and suffering like me. Yo, what's good? It's the one and only Illinois Jones. And you're not rocking with the dopest thing in the street since crack cocaine. Okay. I had a brain fart right there. I don't know I, what I happened. I didn't want to like finish it for him, but I <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I just got lost in the sauce real quick because I was still on J. Cole. But we still got my homeboy, my partner in the building, Scott Riley. Yo, 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 yo. So, man, like, you know, no way, from Jones. Be the Flow, like, I wanted to know from an athlete standpoint because I know. Be playing sports, we learn certain things and we apply it to life. So I wanted mm-hmm. to know what's something that basketball taught you that you apply to life every day? Ooh, man. Well, I, I try. <laughs> <laughs> I try. It's all about self-discipline, man. It really is because, again, I'm human. I'm not perfect. I still have struggles. I still, you know, make mistakes. Um, but I, I just think, like, you know, Whatever, you know, I, I tell people all the time, whatever space you're in, you just really got to find what works for you. And, uh, again, you know, if that means just retraining the brain from what you thought would work and it doesn't, you have to revisit it, start back again, and find what works for you. Um, so, again, like, um, you know, I, I, I try every day to be the best version of myself. You know, because, again, it's, not, it's just not about me anymore. You right. know, this little girl looks at me like I'm a superhero. For sure. And I want that to continue. Um, but, again, there's still some days where I struggle, you know. Um, but, again, um, you know, it's work. It's work. Everything we do is work. And that's, I, I guess, when you talk about being an athlete to what I'm advocating for now is knowing that you have to put in the work to get results. For sure. You got a question? Yeah, but go, you, go crazy. Yeah. Go, yeah. Okay. No, go crazy. Okay, so I, before the break, we were talking about, you know, like your moment when Be The Flow was created, you know, for you, you know, after that breakdown you had in the gym. So with that being said, like how, what, where did it come from? Like not where did it come from, but like what is the concept of Be The Flow? Like break that down because I'm, I'm not necessarily the most familiar with it. Right. You know, okay. so like break down Be The Flow for the people so we can get a real big understanding of what actually it is. Well, I tell everybody that uh, Be The Flow is a movement that advocates for mental health and wellness through self-love. Because again, I stopped loving myself. So I had to find what would work for me. Like how do I start loving myself to become the best version of myself again? And you know, I tell everybody that, you know, this 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 movement, we advocate for people who suffer from childhood trauma to, you know, in any type of trauma to, you know, anxiety, depression, addiction, uh, self-doubt. You know, that's something that a lot of people don't even talk about when you talk about mental health is that self-doubt that Imposter creeps up in your syndrome. head. Right. You know, um, again, it's 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 a movement that gives everybody a safe place to speak their truth and to be able to stand in their truth. And shout out to my sister Christine, if you're listening, she reminded me about that about standing in my truth. Mm-hmm. You know, because I had some struggles, and she was like, "You need to stand in your truth," because again, if you if you live in a lie, that that that's 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 a lot. That's a lot, but if you're able to stand in your truth, look yourself in the mirror, and knowing that you're putting in the work to be the best version of yourself, life can move the way it needs to move. That's true. You know? But again, healing is also meaning looking at the role you play in your own suffering. Mm, bars. Accountability. I mean, you Retweet. Got, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> Retweet. I'm just saying. I mean, it's real. Because again, 
so many of us, you know, you know, yeah, social media is a beast. And everybody want to say, well, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm flossing, I'm living this. Listen, I work in education. I'm no baller. But what I am is a man with a purpose. And mm-hmm. I try and wake up every day with purpose. And I know my movement is such where, and I, I've been, I've been, I'm very grateful. You know, uh, TikTok has given me a platform that I've been able to reach people from Detroit, uh, Canada, New York, you know, Texas, you know, Kansas. I sent some the other day, I sent some swag the other day to Idaho. Mm. You know, because, you know, music has always been therapeutic to me. You know, it always been. Even during them dark days, I've been able to put on some Biggie or something old school mob deep, and that'd be like, you know what, fool, get up. Let's go. You know, music has always been therapeutic. So my thing now is like I connect the music with the message, I got my coffee in my hand, and I'm just boop, 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 doing my thing in the car. <laughs> and that's what it is, you know, because, cause again, a lot of the messages that I kick out is about me. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Because, again, man, this is this is the world that I live. Like, you know, this these are my experiences. This is my journey. Right. You know, you know, yes. And the times, like, listen, shout out to the, the people who follow me on TikTok because I tell y'all, I love y'all. Because, again, I will go three or four days without posting. My inbox is flooded. Like, yo, you okay? Mm. Like, we, we, ain't, we ain't seen no content. We ain't seen a post. Like, right. what's going on? So it be the flow, like, the headphones is a symbol of music? No, the like, headphones is, a, is symbolic to block out the noise. Mm. Mm. Ooh. You know, and I was actually about to touch base on, so since we on social media and TikTok and, and things of that nature, I got to ask you, is social media really good for your mental health? Uh, you know what? I take mental health breaks from it, you know, because, again, when those people reach out to me and ask me why I'm not posting, it's just because of that. Because sometimes it does get a little overwhelming, you know? You know, because a lot of, you know, the one thing that, uh, you know— uh, you know, one of one of the one of the things I've done is like you know a lot, a lot of the things that I'm feeling. I always like either I'm speaking it through it through the swag or just through my content. And one of the shirts that I recently printed uh, was "Protect Your Energy." And again, because you know you allow too many people access to you, that would mm-hmm. they would drain your energy. Facts. You Protect feel what I'm saying? And, and you know, and for a minute, I was just trying to, you know, like, you know, you know, trying to be a people player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, t- you know, text me or drop me a DM. Yeah, I can probably do that for you. Yeah, you know. And I'm like, yo, hold on, this is too much. Facts. And then I'm trying to ship out. I'm doing, you know, y'all spread your nice uh, packaging over there. I do all the packaging. I do all the shipping. You know, and then I'm trying to do this. Yo, protect your energy because sometimes it's too much. And mentally, that can that's hey, you need a break. I mean, is there any other tips you can possibly give those that, you know, may run into an obstacle, you know, mentally when it comes to social media outside of, you know, the breaks? Is there anything else you you can, like, help them get over? Well, listen, I, I, I'm a huge fan of mindfulness. Every day I wake up, I sit on the edge of my bed, close my eyes, and I just stay present in the moment. And I just count my breaths. I don't trip about what happened yesterday. I don't future trip about what's going to happen tomorrow. Something every day I do on the gram, I post uh, the vibe of the day. And at the bottom, I always say, stay present, right? You want to stay present right now. Be kind, not only to others, but to yourself, mentally, physically, spiritually, right? And then live free. I hate when people try and put me in a box. Mm-hmm. Don't put me in a box. For sure. I'm too much energy to put in a damn okay. box. You feel me? Okay. I'm just too much. 
I'm too much. I know I'm too much. I've always been a lot since I've been a little dude. Like, <laughs> I'm a lot, and I'm 6'5", 270, baby. Don't put me in a box. So, again, live free. So, if you if you passionate about something, it's something you want to go get, go get it. Because what I'm trying to go get, I'm trying to build this brand to normalize the conversation of mental health. Why not? We talk about everything else. And it's okay, because guess what? Some days going to be harder than others. Yeah. Someday you might need a fucking... I mean, excuse me. Some, some, some days you might need to cry. Mm-hmm. On the real. And, you know, to all my brothers out there, man, I want y'all to know, man, listen, we all human. And if you if you, if you you struggling with something, you, man, you carrying it, let it out, dog. Cry. Go hug your mama, your grandma, your baby mama. I don't know. I don't care. Like, hug somebody, man. Or even take that moment to yourself and, 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 and man, and take a deep breath and let it out. Because I'm telling you, for all those years, I was carrying and smiling and trying to keep my head up and my chest out. Dog, that was heavy. It was heavy. Mm. What's some advice, like, you'll give to a guy who going through that, like, like if you see it, like you could see it, like you could see that weight on somebody. I'm gonna tell you, boundaries are big. Mm. You have to be able to set boundaries. You know, um, certain people, places, and things aren't good for you, and you have to set those boundaries to allow yourself to find your peace, to find your space, to start like like I said, retraining the brain to become the best version of yourself. Listen, we all got something in us that's dope. We all do. No, <laughs> Listen, our people are uh, unbelievable people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We all got it, but again, sometimes we get deterred from the mission, from the purpose, from the passion. You know, and, and you know, when I've had the opportunity to, you know, do some, you know, public speaking, I always talk about pain, purpose, and passion. And again, I've had some pain. I still have some damn pain, but I also know I'm what I'm passionate about, and I know I turned that pain into my passion. Now I'm just locked in on my purpose, and my purpose is to continue to bring awareness to mental health and, uh, and uh, awareness to mental health and wellness, especially in the underserved community. Because y'all know. If you're struggling with something, especially in the hood, well, it's okay, baby. Just pray. Mm-hmm. God got you. Oh, no, 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 baby. What? Therapy? No, just pray. God got you. Mm-hmm. I was going to bring up therapy, too. And you know what? God do got you. You know, he got all of us. We God's people. But therapy God changed, was, therapy changed my life, yo. I went through a whole box of Kleenex up in them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's, I t- let's talk about it. I mean, oh, real. You know, uh, not everyone feels that therapy would work for them. Or they might be a little shy, a little nervous, or might just fear to go vent to somebody that they never talked to. So, But well, what's on the other side of fear? You know? Everything that you've been waiting on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was there. Do I? He, he preaching. I I'm telling it. you. What's on the other side of fear? I was there too until I jumped in, and I'm telling you, I I encourage. Listen, I met with my um, my life coach. Should I have a life coach? Shout out to Angela Swain. She's dope. She has a book dropping soon. I'm like, man, I'd love to get her in here for y'all because she she's a she's a smart woman, man. And I had a great session with her today. And again, it was just about being able to like really look yourself in the mirror. You know, because, again, I, you know, when we talked about what would I say to a lot of the brothers out here, 
is you have to look yourself in the mirror and you really do have to challenge yourself to be the best version of yourself, especially if you have kids, man. Like, I'm going to tell you, I swear, if y'all saw my daughter when she with me, like, she think I'm a superhero. If she ever saw me, saw me off my square, man, she, she wouldn't recognize me. You know what I'm saying? She think I'm King Kong up in this one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so again, you have to be able to stand in your truth. And again, we all struggle with it. No one's perfect. Like, I, I try every day. And some days are better than others. But again, I know what I'm trying to do. Because somebody said, you can have goals and stuff, but you have, a, have to have a plan. Like, what's your plan? I have a plan. And, and again, every day I'm trying to build. I'm trying to build. I'm trying to build. And to be clear, like somebody asked me the other day, man, how your clothing store doing? Be the flow is not a clothing line, ladies and gentlemen. I tell everybody, the swag is conversation starter. So if you rock, when y'all rock y'all swag, I brought y'all today. Shout out to my people here at Illinois Radio, Appreciate Illinois Radio. For bearing gifts. Like straight up, when you, wear, when you wear your shirt out and somebody say, be the flow, what's that? You tell them it's a movement that advocates for mental health and wellness through self-love. You tell them. Because again, I don't, I don't like sell gear so people are like, oh yeah, the denim suit coming out next week. No. When you see the headphones, see the headphones, you know that's mean to block out the noise. Every day is everyday noise. You know, and be the flow. Be the flow of that positive energy. Good energy is contagious. That's my content on TikTok. The smile, the music, the message. That's 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 what people, when you read the comments, people are like, damn, I needed this today. I was about to quit. Ooh, thank you. And that means everything to me. That's the win. That's the win. I, I got to ask you, too, for everybody that would like to know, like, what's your biggest goal be the flow, man. I'm, I'm I'm trying to take it to the next level, and when I, you know, I, let me reel that back. I'm about to take it to the next level because, again, I, I truly this is my passion mm-hmm. because I have a story, and I mean, if we had more time, y'all would be like, what? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, things were hard, man. Like for real. Um, but again, it's about normalizing the conversation. Because we all have a story. Right. I'm no different than anybody else. I'm from K-Town, baby. Like Me too. You know, right. It's, K-Town, shout out to my man. <laughs> West Side, <laughs> West Side, man. baby. For those that don't know who I am, I am Biko. It's your girl, Pretty Riot. I'm Illinois Jones. I just want to thank you for tuning in to Illinois Radio. Every Saturday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe on YouTube. Search Illinois Radio. Head over to your Spotify, your Apple Podcasts, all of those streaming networks where you can stream podcasts and search Illinois Radio. We right there. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Hit that follow button and uh, stay in tune with us. You have it. We own it. Big P's. That's all, folks.